Welcome to this week's episode of MCW Fancast. I'm Emma, thanks for listening. This week I'm pleased to have Dave back with me from the OSC as we recap on recent results and look ahead to the weekend and the Manchester Derby. Dave, how are you? Are you okay? Yeah, are you okay, Emma? Yeah, it's been a long week. <laughs> <laughs> long week? Are you kidding me? Um, yeah, it has been a long week. Obviously, we're here to discuss um, over recent performances, looking ahead to obviously Saturday and the Manchester derby. Man City women pretty much leading us into a false sense of security. Uh, two very different fixtures at the academy, two very different results. The first, the 6-0 win against Leicester City to progress to the semi-final stages of the FA Cup. And the second, a 2-0 defeat against West Ham in the Women's Super League last Sunday. Points dropped for City. Uh, to add to what's been, I can only be described as a very frustrating start to our season campaign. Um, having had time now to reflect on the on the results, how are you feeling? Well, I think the, let's take the Leicester game first of all. I think the Leicester game, considering the um, the, the lineup was almost forced upon him. You know, we learned we couldn't play Alana Kennedy, couldn't play Ruby Mace, plus the injuries. Uh, the revelation of Jill Scott in, at centre-half was uh, thrust upon the team. And, you know, it was a very tight game first half. And, it, and I don't think anyone expected us to run away with it second half the way we did. So the way we played second half, um, positive. You know, if you think back to last year when we played Leicester at the same stage, what a hard game that was. Uh, this was the opposite, really. I mean, I know they had a few players out as well to even it up. Uh, so, yeah, I was, I was really pleased. And like you say, it was like... Um, it was a good pick-me-up after the Arsenal game to get back out and win heavily like that, put ourselves into the semi-final of, of a trophy that, you know, it's very special to us and we want to win it again. So coming away from that game, I was really confident and looking forward to Sunday. Uh, West Ham at home. A game, on paper, you would think, you know, with us being at home, you'd still fancy us. Um, you know, but it didn't work out that way. And unfortunately, the performance was not good on Sunday. There's no, there's no getting away from it. We didn't play well. West Ham, I thought, um, had a good game plan. I thought they defended excellently. Um, you know, they, they, they held on and held on uh, first half and then snatched a goal. Second half, I just didn't think we were good enough. I did not think that we played well. Uh, I've seen a lot of things on social media this week that have called out the manager, that have called out the players. I think there's a bit of both involved. I only put some of it to blame. When I saw the team, when I saw the lineup on Sunday before the game, I looked at the starting 11. Yes, we could have had more on the bench, obviously, in, you know, in an ideal world. But when I looked at the starting 11, I thought, that's not a bad side. That's a good team. Uh, so I still fancied us to win. And I thought if they performed well, we could still win that game. So for everyone to, to have hauled Gareth over the coals over the team selection, I don't quite agree with. Because when I saw the team, I thought it was strong and I thought we'd win. 
I did. The only question I had in my mind is where is Jill Scott going to play in that team? I think I'd have been tempted to bring back in one of the defenders, maybe an Alana Kennedy or a Ruby Mace and play Jill in midfield, possibly, because I, I just believe that players should play in their proper positions if possible. I know it, it's not always possible, but so there's that, you know, there, there are things that you maybe you could lay at the manager's door for that. And I'm sure that he would have answers as to why he did that. Um, but the performance of the team second half was not good. Um, it's sort of like we got more and more frustrated. Uh, yes, we had chances. We hit the post. We had a goal to sell out offside, just maybe, you know. But the overall performance was disappointing, and it sort of set us back again after the Leicester game. I feel. I don't know how you feel, Emma, but I felt like the optimism we had after the Leicester game was instantly wiped out. It it was, and and I think you know people obviously after the Leicester result were feeling. Pretty good, you know. Hopefully that would have given the the squad a bit of of boost and and to morale and confidence in terms of you know heading out at the academy against West Ham. Again, I think the first half played out pretty much in City's favour. Um, it was very City dominated in terms of possession, in terms of opportunities, in terms of West Ham allowed us a lot of the ball, which is you know pretty much how we like to play. Uh, but mm. I just think again. Seem to be saying the same thing every week. We're wasteful. We mm. make the wrong decision. There were almost times against West Ham where I thought that we were overthinking it. The players were sort of thinking about what they were doing and and whether or not they should be, you know, driving forward uh, with the ball. Um, you mm. know, I mean, like like we saw with Jill uh, against Leicester, you know, she, she had an opportunity to go forward. She, she saw the space and she she never set foot over the halfway line. It was no. <laughs> against West Ham. No. Um, and everything was very tentative. Um, there was no fluidity in terms of creating the op- opportunities. They almost didn't come natural, natural to us. They were almost forced upon us. And it was just really, just a really strange game to watch. And he did, the players did look frustrated. I think, obviously, whatever's going on is reflecting um, in the players, especially at, you know, full-time in a result. They looked really disappointed and frustrated. And I think, for me, this time that we've got is a bit of a rarity in between, obviously, the West Ham game, United game. And the fact that, obviously, we would have been playing Champions League had we progressed. Chelsea and Arsenal have played this week. We're used to the quicker turn, quicker turnaround in games. And we've not had this that this, this week. This, for me, needs to be where the turning point needs to come. Gareth has got time to get these players out on the training pitch, work things out, whatever it is, have those conversations, and we need to see a difference come Saturday. Yeah, I think that's a fair comment. I, I think I think you're right about the players. Obviously, I mean, players are human beings, and they'll be they'll they'll, they'll, they'll pile pressure on themselves. And I think, you know, uh, when they hadn't scored after half an hour against West Ham, the pressure they'll be thinking in their own minds, "Oh, you know, is it going to happen again? Is it going to happen again?" Then West Ham snatch a goal, and there is football is a, a confidence thing as well. You could see again physically a bit like the Tottenham game when you could see the slump in the team almost. You could physically see it. Um, you know, and it was very similar to the Tottenham game in a lot of ways, actually. I thought um, the minute they scored, the game sort of changed. The feeling heads went, of... heads went down. Yeah, it did. And the fans the as well. The only person that responded was Alex. Everybody else just mm. looked 
Yeah, so I would say, well, you know, we did we stopped using Lauren Hemp on the wing, and you've got to use players like that. But I mean, you could feel it in the crowd as well. And it's it's, it's natural because we're all thinking, oh no, not again, because we're not used to it, and the players aren't used to it. We've we've not had a it's our worst ever run. Um, I think historically since they've turned professional, it's the worst run they've had now officially. So. You know, they're not used to it, but you've got to pull together even more in these situations. You've got you've got to fight for it. And yes, I've seen people say, oh, you can't use the um, injuries as an excuse. Well, OK, let's not use the word excuse. Right. Let's use the word. But the injuries are a factor. There are 12 players that would be in his match day squad that are not. So that is, it's got to be a factor. It would be a factor for any team. You take 12 players out of Emma Hayes' Chelsea match day squad, it would affect them. Same with Arsenal, same with United. It does affect them. It's an unbelievable injury crisis that City have got. But I still stand by. When I saw the team on Sunday, I honestly thought that there was enough on that pitch in the 11 to win the game. And I was wrong because obviously there wasn't. And fair play to West Ham. They played well. They had a game plan. They stuck to it. They dug in. They defended excellently. The goalkeeper. It's funny that our goalkeepers seem to have a worldie against us every single week. They all seem to have their uh, their performance of, of the like season that. against us, and I thought she was excellent again on. Um, yeah, Mackenzie Arnold, she was outstanding. I mean, yeah, every shot that City had, she matched it. You know, mm. and she she wasn't very good at handling the ball. I didn't think you know a lot of it. Obviously, was no. saves, and you know we weren't sort of pouncing on a rebound, or you know we weren't sort of reading the game well. I mean, that happened a few times in the game. How many corners? <laughs> Are we going to have to take until we, we get something? I'm, I'm not sure how many. I'm not sure how many we had, but it, it, was, it was getting towards twenty. That wasn't it. It must have been. Yeah, had it so many figures. I think I, after oh, something, I had to think it was around thirteen. Well, I mean, you should be working something from them and, and varying them a little bit and stuff. I mean, there are good factors, as you said. A week off can only be a good thing. I think with people like, say, if you take for instance, Kayla Walsh, she can only play half the game. She's coming back from a long, you know, from an injury. It's great to see her back. She's so important to what City do. Whether everybody's fit or not, Kira is important to the way City plays. She has been for a number of years, as you know. So this week off, I'm hoping, means that, you know, Kira's got another week, full week of training under her belt. Um, and, and, and we might get a full game out of her on Saturday, which makes a big difference because she's such a player. Um, so, you know, so the week off, as you say, it is very rare, very rare we get weeks off like this. Uh, so yeah, you've got to turn that into a positive, um, and it could well be because you never know. We might get an extra surprise on Saturday. We might have someone else back. You never know, do you? We just we need we need everybody to be that, that is fit to stay fit. I mean, we lost we lost. I thought Vicky Lasada played well against Leicester. Uh, she scored a great goal, and then we lost her for Sunday. It's unbelievable. Every time we get a slight knock, they're missing a game. And, you know, th- that is a factor. And I do feel sorry for both the team and Gareth and us as fans that that keeps happening. Um, but you've got to get on with it. You've got to get on with it and you've got to play better than we played last Sunday. Um, find a way. I mean, yeah. take the, you know, games that we've had in the past where, you know, we've come from behind and found a way to win. Mm, yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. When- if you think back to last season, um, there's a number of games, I know we weren't in the grounds, but we were all watching the games. And there's a number of games where we didn't play too well. Um, second half of the season, uh, Arsenal at home, Everton at home, Reading at home, and we managed to get goals. Now, yes, we had players who were missing at the moment, such as Chloe Kelly, players who've left us like Sam Mewis. Um, but you've got to get on. You've, you, we've bought players. I mean, I've, saw, I've seen people um, 
saying he, he didn't use the transfer window well. Well, he did buy five players. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember everyone complaining when we bought them. Um, Rasso and Bunny Shaw and Vicky Lasada. I mean, Vicky Lasada is a top class player. So yeah. I, I don't, I didn't hear people complaining last season when we were going for the title and winning the FA Cup that he was a, such a bad manager. So has he been? Look, I'm not saying he is or he isn't. I'm just saying I'm not qualified to say that. But you know, has he become a bad manager in what four weeks? Personally, I don't think so. Um, but he's made mistakes. But who hasn't? Let's not forget. Dave, that Gareth Taylor is supported by a backroom staff that have been with this team for a long time. I mean, this is, you know, from Nick Cushing yeah. and beyond, you know, Alan Mann plays a huge part in, in this team and, and how, mm-hmm. you know, the team is managed. So I can't necessarily lay it at Gareth's door. Um, yet it's frustrating. I'm not ready. You know, I know obviously there are disgruntled fans, frustrated fans. I understand that completely, but you've got to sort of look beyond the manager at this point. We had a lull under Nick, you know, and we came back from that. Um, all right, there's more games lost here in this situation, which, you know, mm-hmm. as, as City fans, we're not used to, but it's how we respond. Well, long-term City fans like myself will know we've sold it with a men's team many years ago. If you chop and change your manager every time you have one of these runs, I think City went through seven in about two seasons once and we ended up in the third division. It's not it's not always the answer because then you get you have to start again. And as you've just said, Emma, the backroom staff is massive. I mean, if you change the manager and you brought someone in, say, next week, you would have to probably change the whole backroom staff and they're all starting again from scratch midway through a season. So there are a lot of variables to take into account if you change them. I, I personally don't think we're at that point yet. That is just my personal opinion. I know a lot of people may disagree with me and they're, you know, they're entitled to do that. I think some of it, uh, you know, people say, well, he's lost the dressing room. I've not seen any evidence of that. If he has, then I'm sure players will play for themselves, play for the fans, play for the club, if that was the case, because they wouldn't want to lose. They don't want to get beat. This is on national telly on Saturday afternoon. They're not going to want to go out and make fools of themselves. They're going to want to win. These are professional international footballers. They're going to want to win the game. This isn't um, a team of individuals either. This is no. a team that play for each other. And you can see that in the performances because if they didn't care, you wouldn't see that emotion and that frustration coming through the performances. I agree. As you say, they were... They looked really devastated on Sunday. They looked like it really hurt. I mean, I saw Demi. I mean, Demi made a mistake in the last minute. I've got to be honest with you. I, mean, I don't think it made much difference. You know, it was literally the last kick of the game. We'd have lost one nil, wouldn't we? Rather than two. You know, she made a mistake. Those sort of things happened. Look, she ran her socks off the whole yeah, game. You know, what I, I mean, Demi had a decent game actually, and it was unfortunate that mistake at the end. Individual errors aren't the issue, are they? I mean, she made a mistake and they scored from it. A good goal. It didn't really affect the game's result. I don't think we'd have got back up the pitch to score anyway. There wasn't time. Um, more concerning to me was the performance in the second half, which seemed to wilt. It seemed to, to, to slowly wilt as the half went on. Yes, we had chances, but as you said before, there was not the belief and the desire that we've seen before many times and we want to get it back. A week off is a good thing. And also maybe this fixture on Saturday is the perfect fixture. Maybe it just is the perfect fixture. For the first time, we're probably to the outside world going in as underdogs. People will fancy United because they play well. Uh, barring the Chelsea result, they've had an half-decent start. You know, so maybe it's the fixture. I think Gareth could right a lot of wrongs with, with, with how people feel if they go there on Saturday and win. 
Um, it won't be easy, but, you know, we need to turn this corner. It needs to start now. Um, I would, I mean, if we're going to be realistic about it, it's going to be a tough call to say we're involved in a title race now because of the levels that Chelsea and Arsenal reach. They don't drop many points, as we know. And history would suggest that we're not going to be able to catch them this season if we won every game now, you know, because one of those two could go on and beat all season because they both look good. Uh, but there's third place to play for. There's three cups to play for. There's pride. You know, there's everything to play for. Uh, and then Saturday, you've got... You, you, it's Derby. I don't care where anyone is in the league. I don't care... You know who's playing well and who isn't. You want to win the derby. Mm-hmm. You know it's a simple. It's, it's about turning up in it at the end of the day. Yeah. I think, um, like you said, uh, I mean, I I kind of do feel the the title might be beyond City at the moment, mm-hmm. given the run of results. You know, we've seen obviously from last season. If you're even com- comparing it to last season, you know how costly the draws came to be at, that we had at the start of the season. I feel like we're too far off the pace. That's already been set by uh, the teams. I think so, because of the top two, the quality. If you think about it, though, I mean, in the last few years, we've seen both Chelsea and Arsenal have a, what I would it's a, what I call a lull season. We saw, I think it was about two or three years ago, Chelsea were really off the pace and finished third. And unfortunately, we weren't quite at it. And Arsenal picked and won the league, didn't they? I remember they beat Brighton on the last day to win it. I can't remember what season it was, but it was a couple of a few years ago. Last season... Arsenal were off the pace and it was only a really late run that, that got them into third above United. You know, they hit a bit of form late on. Um, those teams have persevered through what, what you would consider to be a lull season where they've not basically haven't challenged for the title. Now it looks like it's our turn this season. It looks like even if we were to go unbeaten for the rest of this season, as we saw last year, we only lost one game and it wasn't enough to win the title because the levels of the top team, it's a smaller league, it's a shorter season. Um, Chelsea have already lost one game. They lost to Arsenal on the opening day. Um, you know, you wouldn't bank on them losing many more. I mean, it's up to us to beat them when we play them. We've not got a good record at our place and we play them, you know, both in the Cup and the League, don't we, at home before Christmas. So, you know, you never know. But the levels of Chelsea and Arsenal, I would say, make them outright favourites for the time. Arsenal look great. Arsenal look really good this season. He's done a good job. The new manager's gone in. He's, uh, you know, they, they, look, they look good. But last season, this time last season, under the last manager, who'd done well up to that point, remember, he'd won the league, you know, all the Arsenal fans were going mad because they were off the pace. Yeah. Now, they, they fought back and they got that third place and look at them now. So it's not the end of the world. There's, there's the targets you're aiming for if things aren't going well. Yeah. He's it, putting it right. Teams like West Ham, Tottenham, we were, you know, pretty confidently beaten last season. Do you kind of feel like it, it is a lack of confidence or decision-making, I suppose, or is it a, a reflection on the teams that are in the, in the WSL that are really starting to, to bridge the gap between the top three, let's say? Yeah, I think there's a little bit of everything involved here. You have to say the injuries are a factor. So we've said that and we'll put that to a side. Uh, yes, we haven't played well. There's no choice about it. I think we've played well in patches. I think we played well in like half a game. I thought we played well at Everton on the opening day in the first half. Took our foot off the gas in the second. Well, that's okay when you're 3-0 up. You don't notice it the same. But I thought we did the same against Tottenham and West Ham as well, where we pretty decent first halves again. No one was complaining at half-time against Spurs. We were 1-0 up. It should have been more. Um, but we played pretty well. But second half, we were, we, were, we were poor. So, yes, the performances haven't been well. Yes, there's been individual errors. If you think about the Arsenal game. But are the other teams getting better? Well, I, I can only comment on the teams I've seen. 
and West Ham and Spurs have both looked better than they did last season to me. And if you look at Spurs' record, what a great start they've had. What a fantastic start. Nobody thought that they'd be top joint top of the league, unbeaten. They've won every game, I think. Yeah. Tottenham in the league. That's a great start for them. You know, nobody saw that coming. So, yes, I have to say that it looks like they have improved. West Ham, it was back to the wall stuff, but it was it was great. I mean, we have, we have given West Ham some good hidings over the last few seasons. And, um, you know, they, they were defended really well Sunday. So, maybe it is. But then there are other teams that we historically um, given us tough games. The one I'm thinking of in my head is Reading. And yet they've not had a good start and they're right down at the bottom. So, maybe there's a little power shift in some of the... You know, the teams that we consider to be the mid-table teams, you know, some have got better and have upped their game and are going towards the top of the table. And some of the more traditional teams, such as Reading and Birmingham, are slipping a little bit lower down, maybe. Obviously, Ruby Mace. Can't put my, I can't put my finger on what's going on with Ruby Mace at the moment. Obviously, for some reason, overlooked. Not sure why. Not sure she's ready. I don't, I can't see that why that wouldn't be obviously she's she's got experience in the WSL she's obviously experienced in you know as, in a, as a centre-back in a position that you know we're struggling to fill at the moment what does she have to do to get a game Dave? Well I mean obviously that ridiculous rule that everyone was made aware of in the FA Cup you know a few days before the game realised you know that they couldn't play Alana or Ruby in it because their teams were still they may seem to make that up as they go along the FA Cup rules I mean you should have it be cup tied or you're not uh, I know Leicester had the same. I know Abby McManus couldn't play for them. And, you know, there was all sorts going on, wasn't there with it? But then on Sunday, I honestly believed that Alana Kennedy or Ruby would start and Jill would maybe slot into midfield. That was what I was thinking what the game would, would happen. It didn't happen and Jill continued at centre-half. Now, as I said earlier, I'd like to see players play, if possible, in the proper position. And I would like to... I know Alana had a, a bad game at Arsenal. She, did, she didn't play well. I think by her own admission, she didn't play well. But there again, the whole team didn't play well. Um, and Arsenal did and they punished us um, so I would like to have seen Alana or Ruby start on last Sunday simply because it's their position plus that would have had the added bonus for me of having one of the best midfielders in the division playing in midfield um, so that when Keira went off you would have had Jill there. <laughs> um, but Jill Scott is there anything is there anything that she can't do <laughs> no, well, I say she can make a decent cup of coffee as well. So, I mean, Jill's Jill, isn't she? She's just she, what you see is what you get. I mean, she never gives less than 100%. She's always been there, you know, ever since the team turned professional. Jill's been there doing a fantastic job. Um, yeah, she was brilliant against Leicester. Yeah, she was, she probably found it hard. She's never played central defender before. I would imagine people like Alex and Demi and not everyone were always talking and shouting and, and Janine telling her when to go, when to stay, because it's not a natural game. That's why I preferred, I would have preferred her in midfield with, with a natural defender alongside Alex. Personally, you know, you'd have to ask Gareth as to why he chose that. That's, that's up to him. I'm sure it's on his head. But um, Jill Scott's fantastic. Yeah, she's, she's been brilliant for us ever since day one. Definitely. I've not got a bad word to say about Jill. I've I got to say, though, there were a few few occasions when I did wince in horror, but she's, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. just because it's Jill, do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. But, it, it, you know, like I said, she's, she's, filled, she's filled in, she's done a great job, and that's just a quality player that she is. She's, you know, she's prepared to do well, whatever it, yeah. she wants to do for the team. You've got to be disciplined. If you're not a defender... And you asked to go back and play in defence, 
a whole new ball game, literally. You've got to be very disciplined as well, haven't you, at the top level? Because otherwise, you'd be giving away penalties and free kicks left, right, and centre, wouldn't you? So, you know, um, I think you need a more experienced head back there to, if you're going to play out of position, you know. So, yeah. But hopefully, you know, I'd, I'd like to see her in midfield, Jill. I'd like to see, I think she could, you know, with the lack of Steph's experience in the side, I think Jill's experience could be a big factor. So I'd like to see her play in midfield with Kira. That would be, you know, my ideal, my my ideal um, midfield for, you know, with, with the, the wider players around them on on Saturday. But that would mean putting basically, if, if no one else is fit, you're gonna have to look at Alana or Ruby to come in and, and play at the back then, um, which is probably what I'd do to be honest with you. Yeah. But I ain't the manager. <laughs> we can yeah, we can sit here saying what we think we should do. But, you know, it's not our choice, is it? Um, obviously, big game. And probably even bigger now, obviously, the derby on Saturday. Um, Gareth says there's no pressure. Um, well, okay, there's always Gareth. pressure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if we'd, have won, if we'd have both won every game going into it, there's always pressure in a derby. There's the pressure of the fact that it's a derby. The fans want to win it. It doesn't matter. If, if you were bottom with no points and the other team are top and won every game, you still want to win the derby. You know, it's a, yes, there are three points at stake or if it's a cup game you know you've got the you know, game through to the next round but it's a derby that's what's on the fans minds you've got to win it's bragging rights it's you know it's your, your, your friends that you see and what have you you know on the other side it's important to every fan so yeah there is that pressure and he's under pressure because the team aren't playing well but he's got to say he's not there's no pressure he's trying to focus on the game I want him to focus on the game treat it as a game of football because um, that's what it is but for, for everybody else around it Pressure, but that's why I was saying about Jill playing maybe a little bit of experience, a little bit of um, a calm in the storm sort of thing. That's what I think we need at the moment, some calm heads. Yeah. Um, what are you expecting from City come Saturday? Um, how do you think Gareth will approach this game? Um, well, I'm hoping, first and foremost, as I said before, that Kira Walsh is fit to play, because I think if Kira Walsh is fit to play, that sort of shapes the whole setup of the team because we would build a team around but that's nothing new. We've done that for a number of years because Kira Walsh in a position for me is the best in the world. Uh, when she's fit, she's the best at what she does, she, certainly in this country and possibly the world. And she's one of the best players in that position for me. And we build the team round her. So I'm hoping that the week off, the fact she played half the game last week, a full week's training that she's fit to play. So that's how I think Gareth will approach it. As, are we do anyone else back, do you think? I don't think we are now, are we, that we know of. Not, so, not. Not from obviously the last sort of press. No, I'm, again, we're recording on a thing. <laughs> well, hopefully, I mean, tomorrow, no one, that's it. Yeah, well, the one that's in my head, I'm hoping Vicky Lasada's fit. I'm hoping that hers isn't too bad an injury and she's fit because that would then give us a little bit of mobility in the middle. Uh, you've got the possibility of Jill playing in the middle. So the decision that Gary's got to make is who plays at the back, I would say. Who plays alongside Alex Greenwood? Uh, personally, I want to see a defender there. Um, but again, it could be dictated by who's fit and you know who who who's playing further forward. Um, well, it's difficult. I know it's difficult. I mean, it's such a shame we've lost people like Esme, who are so versatile and could have played anywhere across that back line and and things like that. On top of everybody else, I mean, you know, we've lost Esme recently. Um, it's an amazing injury crisis. It's unbelievable because it makes. You know, you sit down now, and you're racking your brains. I'm really thinking about the team in my head here now, and you're thinking, well. There's only two or three options he's got at the back, really, without playing someone out of position again, which I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, so how will he approach it? <laughs> like you said, I think he'll Anyone see who's got fit. He'll see who's got fit on Friday afternoon, yeah. And then Anyone he'll start guess. to think about it. Um, and obviously we head to LSV. Um, so we're yeah. playing away, which is, you know, not great. But it's expected to be a great game regardless. Um, obviously, United yet to beat City. Um, they'll be sort of thinking probably that they can get a result against us. Yeah, I think to the outside world, the fact that they're at home, that they've only lost a one game, we've lost a few. Uh, they'll go into it favourites for the first time, probably. Maybe not with us. You know, we're always confident we can go and get results. But you know, to everybody else, I would have think that they'll think they can get something, and probably rightly so. You know, if you look at the results and the way we've played recently. But I think, that, as I said before, it's a derby. I think that all goes out the window. All that matters is when the whistle goes on Saturday. Last week doesn't matter on Saturday. You've got to, you know, you've got to just treat it in isolation more so pretty much than any other league game because it's a derby and, you know, there'll be a lot of passion involved. And if we show passion and, and the players show the passion that's needed in on the derby day, which they've done in the past, I think we can, we can go there and get something, definitely. I don't see why not. Um, it was announced today as well that the away allocation for City fans has sold out, which is great. I believe so, yeah. I know City had an allocation sent to them by United and that's gone. Uh, I do believe there's some still on United's website um, in the south stand, which is the stand behind the goal, which is where we are. So whether or not they can buy in there and come across or you'd be on the other side of it, but you'd certainly be in the same stand as, as the official away allocation. So, yeah, it should be a good crowd. And the crowds, I think the crowds across the whole WSL have been quite disappointing this season so far for me personally. I think, you know, um, I think exactly afternoons at half past one, uh, live on BBC One is a good time to get the game visible. I do think that's great. Um, but at these quarter to seven Sunday night games, I don't think they're doing much for the crowd. They might be doing, it's probably doing well for visibility on the TV and people knowing more about the game by watching it on Sky. It, that's probably working, but certainly it doesn't seem to be working people through the turnstiles. I know Arsenal's crowd was down because their men's team had been at home when we played them the other week. Plus the fact we couldn't take as many because it's a Sunday night and people have got work and school. and So it's, it's hard. It's hard balancing act, isn't it? You know, the bugbear of the old uh, clashing with the men's games is something that we've had many, many times. And I, I hate that. I just wish we could iron that that problem out and not play on the same day as, as the men's teams. or Every team across the board, I'm talking here, but it, it's not possible, is it? So... Yeah, uh, but it should be it should be a, a highly watched game, I would think, live on national television. No men's team are playing, are they, this, this Saturday? There's no men's fixtures, so that should add to it. It's been well advertised on the TV. Um, so, yeah, it's good that women's football is so visible on a national TV channel on a Saturday afternoon. That's great. So, you know, let's put a show on for them. Yeah, it definitely strides in the right direction. Um, Dave, I know you've got some information for fans that are making the trip to LSV. Yeah, I have. Well, first of all, I'll, I'll give people who are travelling on the on when we've got a coach going on, I'll give the coach details in a minute. Uh, but anyone that hasn't been before, United play at um, Lee Sports Village, um, obviously in Lee. I'll give you the address. It's Lee Sports Village, Saleway, that's S-A-L-E, Way, uh, Lee, WN74JY. And obviously, I mean, from the Etihad, 45 minutes to an hour tops, probably even allowing for a bit of traffic. Won't take you long at all. Um, the only thing on the link from the tickets that City have sent us that links to United on parking information is that it's free around the ground, but it is, you know, obviously there's only a certain amount. 
Um, if you're in the east, I want you to stand along the side, please park in the north car park. If you're in the south stand, which is stand behind the goal or the west stand, please park on the south car park, which is obviously, you know, they're asking you to park in the car parks nearest to the stand you're going into, I think, just, just to, to make, you know, less congestion for everybody. Um, yes, yeah, so that's the only real travel info. If anyone needs any other travel info, get in touch with us on Twitter and I'll sort you out. The, um, the OSC are running a free coach again for our members. It's full. Um, it's leaving the Etihad Stadium Blue Car Park, which is the usual one at the back, and near the gas on at 11 o'clock. We're just leaving a little bit early because a few people want to go and pick up tickets and stuff at the ticket office. So we're going to leave at 11. We should get you there around about 12, and then you've got an hour and a half to sort yourself tickets out and get in and get something to eat. Um, kick off half one, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, so 11 o'clock for all the members. Now, Jane, our secretary, will send an email out. Probably, if not tonight, then tomorrow, just the, the details and everything in it for everyone that's already booked on the coach. I look forward to seeing you all. And uh, we'll, we'll, let's, let's go on, on Saturday and, and uh, back the team as always. Can't wait. Definitely. No, I, I, I want to say I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. things there's, are at the minute. <laughs> yeah, all, I'm sure like people don't admit it. I mean, you know, you ask, you ask United fans, they probably won't admit it. But... You know, you, you have that nerve before a derby. That's, you know, because it's a derby. Nobody wants to lose it. So there's that on top of everything else. And then there's a the way we've been playing. But derbies have a tendency to shock you. You know, I've, I've seen I've seen men's derbies where City have gone into it in no form whatsoever and stuffed them. And, and you know, and then there's been other times you think, oh, City will beat them today. And then they haven't. So it all goes out the window a little bit on a derby. So it is, it's, the, it's the 90 minutes on the day. So prediction wise, well, I've got to go for a city win. I'm after saying that, so uh, I'll say we'll turn it round and we'll beat them three uh, one. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be confident. I can't, I can't, I can't go for anything other than a city win on Derby Day. I'll never be let back in the house. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's worth mentioning. Obviously, we've been drawn against Chelsea at home. Rejoice <laughs> uh, in the semi final of the FA Cup. It's nice to be drawn at home for once. Uh, I'm not rejoicing oh. about the draw <laughs> against who we're playing, but it's nice to be at home. Well, yeah, it is. I mean, I think we played them at home last time in the, in the FA Cup. We don't seem to ever get them at home in the Conte. Um, do you remember the time when they scored the last-minute own goal? I mean, that sent us to Wembley. But, uh, yeah, we've got... It's, it's Halloween, isn't it? It's the 31st of October, so we've got more or less a month to get ready for it, get some players back, but it'll be a tough one. It'll be a tough yeah. game, that, because Chelsea are playing well. I watched Chelsea overnight, though, and again, individual errors against Wolfsburg cost them. Um, so they're not, we're not the only team making individual errors. Uh, no. Sarah Emma Hayes commented, didn't she, again, that it was City and Chelsea again. We've never met in a final. You know, no, we... that, that, that's it. Like I kind, of, I kind of wish we'd had the stage, you know, if we were going to progress, yeah. you know, hopefully meet her in the final, I think. It's a tie that's deserving of, you know, being on centre stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Rich Lavity's put that. I kind of feel like, um, obviously, I just think back to the Conte Cup, um, where, you know, it went to extra time and that was pretty heartbreaking. So it'd be Mm. great if we can do something different in the FA in the FA. Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, they've they've not got a good record, have they, in terms of wins at the... Academy Stadium, they beat us last year in the FA Cup after extra time, as you say. In this, sorry, in the Conti Cup after extra time. They never beat us over 90 minutes yet at the Academy, so we need to keep that up. 
Um, but I, yeah, I saw Rich Laverty say it's, it's, it's a strange phenomenon that basically the two teams that have dominated recent years of, in, in, in women's football, City and Chelsea, have won a lot of the trophies between the two of them. And yet they've never met in a final. It's, it's quite strange that, isn't it? We've met Arsenal a number of times. Uh, I think three Conti Cup finals have been against Arsenal, but FA Cup finals, no. We've played um, Birmingham, West Ham and Everton in the FA Cup final. So it's, it's, uh, it's strange that we've never met Chelsea in a final because we all seem to get them in the semi. This yeah. is about the fifth or sixth time. It's unbelievable, but it is what it is. Like you say, at least it's at home. At least it's at home. That's 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 the main thing. And uh, yeah, I look forward to that one. But let's worry about Saturday first. <laughs> yeah, worry. Oh, nice word, Dave. Worry. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Let's deal with Saturday first. Yeah. Uh, and we've got a game next week, haven't we, against um, Everton in the Conti Cup next yeah. Wednesday. So yeah, that's the start of our Conti Cup. Uh, campaign so uh it'll be nice if we can get a, get that off to a winning start as well which i'm sure if we win on saturday we can go into that with some confidence you know it'll pick everybody up that's the thing about saturday that's what i meant before and i said it could be the perfect fixture because if we do go there and win i think it'll pick everybody up yeah and everyone will be a lot happier but I've kind of enjoyed our little stadium, uh, academy stadium games under the lights, isn't it? Nice to be back in the stadium in the middle of the week. It was week. fantastic to be yeah. back. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. seven o'clock kickoff on Wednesday night against Everton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, don't get me wrong, the results have not been good for us, have they, by the Leicester game and the Everton game. But um, it's been fantastic to be back, to see everybody, to sing the songs and just, just be back doing, you know, having match days again is great. Now we just need the team to you know, pick up and start winning some games again because, as you said before, we're not used to it. So, but, you know, I think backing the team is the important thing at the moment. Backing the team and not letting them know that we're there. They definitely need the fans behind them, you know, yeah. regardless. We've got some tough games coming up as well. You know, like you said, yeah. we've got Chelsea at the end of the month in the, in the FA Cup and I think we would all love to have that day out at Wembley. So, oh, you yeah, know, there's, there's plenty yeah. to play for and, you know, it's an important time for the club and as fans you know we've got a part to play too definitely you can't change the games that have gone but we can start on Saturday we can start you know, on Saturday by by putting in a performance and you know I'm sure the fans will back them to the hill on that I know I will and I know you will so we all will it's because you know we're just not used to, to this sort of thing happening I mean you know the unprecedented injuries and the bad results and but it could all change on Saturday fingers crossed Dave, thank you so much for your time and I will see you on Saturday. I'll see you Saturday, Emma. Take care. You Bye. Thanks, Dave. Bye. And that's it for this week's episode of MCW Fancast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget, if you're unable to attend Saturday's game, it will be available to watch live on BBC One. Thanks to Dave for joining me on this week's show. We'll be back next Friday. Don't forget, if you're not already, make sure you're following us on social media at MCW Fancast on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you next week.